Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Pathetic. Just absolutely pathetic. Great moments are born from great opportunity. I saw that in a movie once. Today, the New England Patriots had a great opportunity. They had come into town a 4-11 team. A team that they beat 49 nothing. Earlier in the season. Now, again, an admittedly different team than that squad. But a team you've beaten before. And a chance to secure a much-needed first-round buy. A first-round buy that anybody with a working set of eyes, and even those with struggling sets of eyes, like yours truly, could tell you that the New England Patriots badly needed. And this is the performance you put on the field. I was told once by an editor back when I first started writing that you should write angry. That when you see something, whether on the field or a column or something that enrages you, that you should sit down and write. Because that's when you do your best work. We're going to podcast angry tonight. That team we saw on the field tonight, that team's not winning a Super Bowl. That team's not winning a playoff game, even one at home. In my years of covering the Patriots, in my years of following the Patriots as a fan, I'm hard-pressed. There have been worse losses, I'm sure. But right now, in the heat of this moment, I can't remember one. This is a franchise that prides itself on doing your job. Your job today was to secure that first round bye. Your job today was to beat the Miami Dolphins. And you couldn't do it. They laid an absolute egg. And it starts with the defense. And we're going to get into this. We're going to have our glass half full. Our glass half empty, which is where we'll start. And some thoughts looking ahead, I guess, to the Tennessee Titans on episode 57 of the Sco Show. back with you now on episode 57 of the Sco Show, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't plan on doing a cold open, I just got into the heat of that before I realized two and a half minutes in that I didn't even introduce myself yet. That's how we're feeling right now, and so I had to just sort of introduce myself, 
use it as a cold open, and now start the show, the 57th installment of the SCO show. And you can probably hear it in my voice, literally seething at this moment. Losing this game the way they did leaves me, I don't even want to say with some questions about this team. I think those questions were answered. Let's do, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to do the glass half empty approach first. I'm going to try to take a glass half full approach a little bit later and then sort of talk big picture. Now, we know sitting here right now, I'm recording this, that is 416 Eastern. And all we know is this, that the New England Patriots are locked in to play next week. And they are locked into the three seed, which means they will play the six seed, who in all likelihood will be the Tennessee Titans, although there are some possibilities for other teams, including the Oakland Raiders, to get in. Which means that you're looking at, if you win next week, playing at Kansas City, And then the only way you host a playoff game, again, after going on the road in the divisional round, is if the Baltimore Ravens lose. If the top seeds win out, you are going to Kansas City and then to Baltimore in the divisional round and in the AFC championship round. And since this is the glass half full approach, I ask you, dear listener, what in the world gives you the belief that they would win those back-to-back games when they couldn't beat the Miami Dolphins at home to secure a bye? And why did they need that bye? Because this team is banged up. Edelman was on a pitch count. They had absolutely seemingly no faith in Tom Brady at the end of the first half. And he was missing throws high, so frankly... I don't know why they would. And he threw, I don't think there's a question, the worst interception of his career in this game. Which, again, leads us back to the main point, which is they needed this bye. And they didn't get it. And part of the reason they didn't get it was because this defense, which has been crowned itself... Couldn't stop Ryan Fitzpatrick when they needed to. Couldn't get pressure on him. When they got pressure on him, they couldn't get him to the ground. And when they couldn't get pressure on him, they had to blitz and they were playing off coverage over everybody. And Stephon Gilmore, as great as he is, he picked a real bad time to have his worst game of the year. What gives you confidence as a Patriots fan right now about this team? Is it last week? Beating Josh Allen and company? Yay, you beat a playoff team. They couldn't get it done today. And when you think back to how this season has unfolded, today was sort of a microcosm of that. 
ineffectiveness on offense, couldn't seemingly get it done, defense is keeping you in it, and then the offense sort of starts to figure it out and gives you the lead late, but then the defense just gives it away. It almost feels like how this season is playing out. And just a lack of consistency on the offensive side of the ball that has been there all season long was there again today. When you look at the fact that their best offensive play, for the most part, was a wheel route to a linebacker playing fullback. And something that I'm sure they were saving for the playoffs, but they couldn't because they needed it in this game against the Miami Dolphins. And yes, they've gotten the ground game going. And yes, that might let you steal the wild card game coming up here in a week. Are you going into Kansas City having no time off, being banged up as you are, and winning with a ground game? I don't think so. And you could say, well, they did it last year. It's two completely different teams right now. And you could say that, you know, when the offense needed to step up, they did, right? They got the touchdown to give them the lead. And you're thinking, defense will close it out. Best defense in football. And they couldn't stop Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went 28 of 41 for 320 and a touchdown. I'm reminded of Varsity Blues. That scene where they take Lance out, they drag him to the strip club. Night before a game, they leave the club and it's dawn. And they get smoked. And Bud Kilmer comes into the locker room and says, I hope you had fun. Hope you had fun. I can't believe that I'm suddenly identifying with Bud Kilmer, but that's where I am right now because... This team just wasn't in it. They didn't wake up until late second quarter. Hope they had fun. And everybody right now in the Slack channel and elsewhere is infuriated, and I am too. Defense faced nine possessions. Nine. Gave up four scores. That's not great. And so now when you start to get to the end of the spiel of the glass being half empty, you got to turn right around and you got to win three games just to get to a Super Bowl. 
New England hasn't been in this situation in a long time. And last time they did it, it wasn't pretty. It's going to be a long week. And frankly, it's not a week that I think many of us, myself, I wasn't hoping to have to really work this week. I was hoping to do a show or two, you know, maybe start to preview what we'd be looking ahead at, you know, start thinking about the divisional round. Nah. You know what? If I was feeling that way, was this team? Because what we saw today was very un-Belichick-like. They seemed out-coached, out-prepared, out-ready, out-classed. And I think most people would agree, one of the ugliest performances we've seen from them. That's the glass-half-empty approach. In a minute, I'm going to try to put a positive spin on this. Frankly, that segment might be two seconds because it seems impossible. But that attempt is next on episode 57 of The Sco Show. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 57 of The Sco Show. And having a bit of a cathartic release there. I'm going to try to be level-headed. We're going to try to calm things down a bit and look at some silver linings. Because frankly, as Patriots fans, that's what we have to cling to right now. Our potential silver linings. Number one, the special teams unit continues to be perhaps the best in football. You had a number of huge special teams plays today. There was a huge down punt between Slater and Bethel. There was the kick return, which was from Brandon Bolden to set up their touchdown drive at the end, which looked at the time to be a massive play. You had early in the game when Miami had that awkward-looking fake punt. Special teams was ready for that as well. Special teams has continued to be a bright spot for this team. And so if you look ahead to the playoffs and sometimes playoff games, they can turn on a special teams play. If you had to pick one unit right now that could deliver that, one team and their special teams unit that could do that, you'd pick the New England Patriots, right? The ground game did continue to look impressive at times. 
I don't want to say dominant, but impressive. As a team, 27 carries for 135 and a touchdown. You had Burkhead, 6 for 48. Michelle, 18 for 74 and a touch. Landon Roberts, putting the touchdown aside, continues to impress in that 52 jumbo package that we're calling it. Had a tremendous block on the Michelle touchdown run. Some other big blocks in the game as well. And yes, of course, the wheel route for the touchdown that I do believe they were trying to save, but they had to break it out for this game. That at least, in as we're looking at silver linings here, we'll give the Titans defense, or the Steelers, or the Raiders, or whomever, something to think about come next week. So, there's that. The offensive line, I think... Played well. I do believe some of that was scheme and game script related. You know, Miami, a lot of the times, they were just rushing three and four. They were just dropping seven and eight into coverage and trying to take away throwing lanes and, you know, really limit what Tom Brady could do and the reads that he had and the options available to him. But the offensive line, I think, performed pretty well. The screenplay touchdown, I thought, first of all, was a brilliant job by Josh McDaniels. He had called that earlier. It got called back. Thanks to an illegal shift by Benjamin Watson, I believe. Jim Reynolds is already queuing up yet his 15th angry rant about the tight end position, all of which merited, of course. So they come back to it. Shaq Mason with an incredible block on Walt Aikens. Aikens did get hurt on the play. We hope he's okay, but it was a tremendous block by Shaq Mason to get in front of that for the white touchdown. And so the offensive line seems to be solidifying themselves and becoming a cohesive unit here at the end of the season. So that's good to see. Again, we'll take the Tom Brady pick six and throw it to the side. I, I never would even want to speak of that play again. It was just, I had a better chance of catching that ball than Michelle or Edelman or whomever he was throwing it to. You saw the pocket movement. You saw some of the good throws. You know, you can still win a Super Bowl with this guy if everything else goes right. There are still some positive things to think about and to take away from this game. But there aren't many. And more than anything else, that just might be where we're at with this team. The margin for error is so small. You can say it about the offense where, you know, they get a, a penalty and get behind the sticks. And it's like when, it, when it's third and 16, you'll wonder, right? I mean, you wonder for most teams, but particularly with this offense. Heck, when it's third and 10, you wonder. You know, the margin for error is so small for this offense. And now it seems like just as a franchise, as a team, the margin for error is so small. And so even trying to put the best possible spin on it, I'm struggling. Because this was a difficult performance to see. And strangely enough, I think if you take a moment and sort of sit back as a fan and just try to put your head where you were before this game, there was a part of you that probably saw this coming. And I know that might sound crazy, but we've seen ridiculous things happen with the Dolphins before, right? Obviously, last year comes to mind. But perhaps you should have seen that going into this game that there was certainly the potential, any given Sunday and all that, but beyond that, for the Patriots to lose this game. But to lose it in the fashion that they did 
with the defense letting them down, with Tom Brady making just a horrific decision, with the, the team seemingly just not being in it at the start of the game, when you had everything to play for. It's hard not to, again, raise the questions of where are they at? Again, hope you had fun. It's it's frustrating. It's hard to put a positive spin on it. And so I think it's best to just sort of look at the big picture right now, right? Like, where do we see this team going? It's currently 4.32 Eastern. I don't really have any scores on the late games. Houston has the ball in Tennessee territory, so we can tell you that. But in a sense, it almost doesn't matter who they play next week. Whether it's Pittsburgh or Oakland or or Tennessee, it almost doesn't matter. Because the goal for this team is never to win a wild card game. The goals are beyond that. And when you look a week or two down the road, it comes back to the fact that sitting here right now, December 29th, 4.35 Eastern on a Sunday afternoon when I think all of us would rather be either recording or listening to a glorious victory episode, we're wondering about, is this it? You know, before the game started, there were a lot of people on Twitter and elsewhere showing Brady coming out you know, to the Jay-Z and a lot of people making the comments, oh, Brady's last regular season tunnel run as a Patriot. Could it be? Jokes then. Seems more serious, plausible now. And so we wonder, is this it? Is this the, is this how it ends? And maybe this ball... Buffalo win a a week ago was sort of the mirage, sort of the, to try to use maybe a horror movie analogy, the moment where you think that, oh, they're going to get away. They're going to survive this. But then reality hits you. Or in a horror movie, not reality, but you know what I mean. There's no escaping it. There's no escaping Father Tom. There's no escaping this moment. And, Again, no matter how many times you try to say it, there's no get around the simple fact that this team, the way it played right now, the way it looks, the way it's been all season. At Kansas City, at Baltimore. It doesn't seem plausible. At least with the knowledge that you had a week to rest and then a home playoff game against, you know, Kansas City even. You had a shot. And then you had the big rematch potentially at Baltimore and maybe they could dig deep, pull one last rabbit out of the hat, get themselves to a Super Bowl where they'd have a puncher's chance. But now, with what we've seen and what they're up against, a puncher's chance is all they've got. And the fights start much earlier. You know, 
When this game ended, I was watching it with my son and daughter, and I had one of those moments where, you know, the, the final play ends, and you throw the notepad, you throw the pen down, and you sort of walk away because, you know, you don't want your kids to see you upset. And this was one that upset that was upsetting. And as I left, I heard my daughter ask my son, why, why is daddy so upset? Is it because the Patriots lost? And it made me sort of realize that, you know, for, for so many reasons, you know, we uh, as fans, we identify with a team, we believe in a team, we, you know, follow the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows and invest ourselves in it. But for this moment, it seems to be in a sense, at least for me and maybe for you, a bit deeper than that. It seems to be a reminder of our own mortality in a way. Because to see what might be the end of it is a reminder that it always ends for all of us. And not just football, but life, everything. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm just caught up in a, a sea of emotion because of this. But maybe not. You know, maybe for a lot of us, the idea that Brady and company could sort of stave off Father Time and make another run, it's another way to push the sun back into the sky a little bit longer, right? And to stave off the end. But the end always wins. The end always gets there. The end always comes. And now it seems the end is that much closer, right? Because when we woke up this morning, it seemed potentially like it was at worst two weeks away. Now it could be next Saturday. And that might be the biggest thing of all. And so we, we will do what we do here. We will get ready for a playoff game. We will have shows, I guess, Wednesday and Thursday. I won't be talking to you, to you again, though, until 2020. And so the year is coming to a close. And I do want to take a moment to thank all of you. It's been a weird one. It's been a weird season. And... You know, I have all my notes from the game, and I just, I, what's the point of, like, going through it play-by-play? Play? Like, we don't know, we know, right, what, what happened. But I was reminded, one of the CBS promos for that show, Evil, had one of the main characters, I haven't watched a minute of the show, but I had one of the main characters say this quote, the world is weird. And every so often during the flow of a game while I'm doing my play-by-play -play note, and I will jot things in the margins that I want to make sure I mention. Like, for example, Jessica Brand pointed out that we needed to have a, a Bart Simpson don't lay a finger on my Butterfinger quote. And Jessica, it was a brilliant idea, but I just couldn't do it. I would have done it had they won. Jessica also pointed out that this might have been Brady's like 46th, I believe, fourth quarter comeback had they won. He's currently tied with Peyton Manning. Maybe the numbers are a little off because I saw CBS show different numbers 
that might have been drives versus just quarter comebacks. So, but that didn't happen. But that evil promo struck me in the moment, and, and that came at the start of the third quarter, I believe. Now it was midway through third quarter. This has been a weird season. I heard that promo. I heard that line. And I'm like, the world is weird. This season is weird. And maybe the ultimate silver line, and as we close the show out, is this. This season is weird. This world is weird. And stranger things have happened. Nine and seven teams have gone on to win three road playoff games and win a Super Bowl. Is there a shot? Yeah, they're in the dance. They got a shot. Maybe the end won't come as quickly as we feared. That's the ultimate silver lining. So that will do it for today. I will be back sooner than we hoped. Talking about a game sooner than we hoped. And I know it's tough to do right now. And certainly I, I can almost guarantee I didn't help. But I ask you as I leave you tonight to please keep on blessing that Patriots reign 